Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Whelmed, a podcast for Xennials. Hello, my darling. Your hair looks magnificent. What are you, really? I thought I was having a bad hair day. Oh no, it's super cute. Okay. It's got this like... It's doing this like brown gray to ginger ombre thing. Oh, see, I thought that was very intentional. Um, sure. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just act like it is, and then people will think it is. Yeah. Um, I'm actually about to redye it so that I can continue to do this, but you know, kind of have to redye the whole head and sure, sure. It's a process. Yes, because like I don't want to pay hundreds of dollars to do what <laughs> Like I could just wait a month and five dollars for five dollar hair dye, right? So, yeah. No, I understand. I I got compliments on my hair this weekend when I went out solo. Look at you going out to places. I know, and I, you know, I I guess I had really low expectation. I, I expected to sit at the bar by myself for the, I was like, I'm going to go out for three drinks. BT dubs. I ordered five. I only drank four. <laughs> <laughs> you do the math. Boo-boo's a lightweight now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, good on me for like when I was just starting to drink the fifth one, I was like, Listen, you got to know. You got to know where the line is. It's yeah. Place. I was like, yeah. I think it's time to get some food and go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an important step. I am all the delis around here um, by my apartment have these great uh, chicken Parmesan paninis. Oh, that sounds delicious. They are. And it's a great late night food. Oh, I bet. And like four bucks. Uh, can't argue with that. Yeah. But um, I met an interesting bevy of characters on my <laughs> excursion. Um, in the ra- well, let's, let's categorize things um, that you shouldn't do when you want to talk to someone at a bar. Sure, because it's very nice to like strike up a conversation with somebody else who's sitting at the bar who might be by themselves or like actually Steve and I were out of town this weekend and we had several conversations with like the single person who was sitting at the bar next to us, right? Like we had great conversations with some random strangers. We love doing that kind of stuff actually. Yeah, and my intention but there's wasn't some stuff you shouldn't say. Yeah, and and I did not go out to the bar um bars this weekend with like ooh I want to pull and and for those right. <laughs> who don't know pull is british slang for hookup cuz we're True very story. british on this whelmed right. podcast right it's we're so whelmed <laughs> um so i'm just sitting there minding my business and i think the guy next to me is sort of like looking and waiting for me to say something to him but i don't mm-hmm. and then he's like on the phone and taps my hand and is like wait what bar is this we're at it's like but like sort of like like gesturing at me like i don't know it felt a little rude but anyway he got off the phone and i'm continuing to mind my own business something i'm not good at and <laughs> <laughs> 
but I was doing it gracefully Saturday night. Um, uh, and he says, he turns to me, he's like, am I ugly? And I, I was so uncomfortable, I just started laughing, which probably didn't help the situation. But I was like, that's a rather loaded question. I mean, okay, let's be real though. Was he? He wasn't ugly. Well, then you can just say no. Which I did, which, but like, I was so caught off guard that I had trouble answering. It is a super weird fucking thing to say to someone. And he followed it up with like, okay, am I like a four, five, six? So he wanted to write him. Like with the point of, was he trying to hit on you with this conversation? Or was he trying to like, he didn't give you any backstory for why he was asking this question? No, and then he followed it up with, uh, I still hadn't answered. I I think I'd give like a non-answer that like, our looks are not up to us. Um, And he's like, well, I guess I need to lose weight and build muscle. Oh no, that's when I said our looks aren't up to us. Um, And I realized it wasn't the appropriate time to get all spiritual and higher power on him, but... um, (laughs) And then, but then he like pressed home. He's like, but am I ugly? And I was like, you're not ugly. But you're awkward as fuck though. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think people don't want to talk to you because you say awkward shit like that to strangers. I mean, and also like, I tried to shift the conversation away because he had mentioned that he like, that he just moved here and looking to meet people. And I was like, oh my God, I just moved here too. You know, and like, let's, sh- you know. And like a normal person begins to have a conversation about that. Like, but he brought it back to, am I ugly? Ew, weird. I mean, I am, I am not new to seeking validation. Sure. But, However, there's a but line. There's yes, and that line is called dignity. Oh, poor! Like my heart went out to him, though. Like, poor kid. Oh, I just, I just can't. I just, oh no! I don't. Why don't people have dignity? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be curious how you label the next situation. Okay. So shortly thereafter, which actually made me feel more awkward to be next to um, am I ugly guy, this rather attractive, could be Hispanic, could be Middle Eastern guy very directly walks over to me, puts his arm down on the bar, his hand on his face, and says, how you doing, baby? Did you laugh in his face too? I did. <laughs> yeah, because it's ridiculous. I'm like, but it made me feel awkward that like this is in front of my ugly guy. Sure. Um, but and, and he kept calling me baby, and his name ended up being Al. Al. Yeah, like you don't mean very You can call me Al. Al. Yeah, sure. 
It's just that and Al Bundy. Nobody knows any other Al's. <laughs> right? I think there was an Al who had a diner once. Maybe? I feel like in some show there was like Al's diner. Sure. Y- yes. That's pretty much it, though. It's all the Al's I can think of. Um, uh, And uh, he was like chatting me and when I laughed, he's like, why are you laughing? I was like, well, this was rather abrupt. And really, that's your first, that's your opening line? <laughs> like, how you well, doing, baby? If somebody had approached you with that, and then when you laughed, he started laughing too. And he'd been like, sorry, I just, I just wanted to come talk to you about like, what the hell is, so I'm going to do something silly. Hi, my name is whatever. Like that shit would have worked, right? Yeah. Yeah, but totally like my brain went to, is this a prostitute? Is he about to solicit me for sex? Like, this is a very strong. I don't have enough money for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't uh, really know how much prostitutes cost. I mean, me I'm neither. But also, like, he, I mean, he was attractive, but like, also not my type. So I was like, mm. anyway, not that I would have done that, but. Um, uh, and then he's like, well, my friend over there. <laughs> is- oh, so he wasn't even coming for himself? He was no. coming for his friend? Yes. Oh, that's real high school of him. Um, He's like, my friend over there my has been admiring you. you. Yeah. Would, would it be okay if he came over and talked to you? I said, sure. Right. Because like, what else could you say? You can't say no. I couldn't see far enough over to really tell. So I didn't want to like. But like if it had been a no, how would you have said no? Uh, I would have said I'm waiting for. I don't know. (laughs) You would have made up some shit and then had to leave, right? Yeah. Yes, I know. Because it's so awkward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. The friend came over. The friend ended up being Colombian. Oh, I hear Colombian's nice. Um, who had the least Colombian name ever in life. Other than Al? Yeah, apparently Al was Colombian too. Uh, the Colombian who came over, his name was Kenneth. Okay, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty un-Colombian to my, my ears. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's not fair. I've never been to Colombia. I don't really know. So maybe I'm wrong. And uh he was a sweet guy, a little loco. Sure. And I think he was looking for a daddy. Ah. Yeah. Not your jam. No. No. Bless. Yeah, and he 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 was real handsy from like the the no jump. see I no don't approve of that I don't approve of that I don't mind like a little like if you're trying it you know like you can sort of touch my arm or like mm-hmm. I mean it's been a minute but like you know you could kind of shoulder right like some sort of like maybe you could escalate to the point where you like put your arm around me for like a moment. But like I just met you, don't touch me more than that. Like yeah, no, yeah. no. But and then I met a Jeremy who was actually very lovely from upstate New York, who was very much my type. But he was there waiting for someone else. How many Jeremys have you known in your life? I feel like all of the guys who are our age, like 
90% of them have a name that starts with J. There's a lot. There's so many J boy names, especially in our group, like in our age group, because like we did Jason and Jeremy and Josh and I don't know, like a J or like there was just so John. many J. John. Well, sure, but like John's like an every decade name. I just feel like I, I know I've a only lot. Dated of one J name though. Really? I only dated one J that I can recall. I have a friend who shall remain nameless who has dated 13 people whose names started with J. First of all, that's impressive that she can remember all 13 of them. I don't know that she can, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> I was keeping track at one point because I was like, why does everybody's name start with a J? Well, let me think. There was, there's Brent, there's Chris, there's Rusty. Are you doing an entire list of your ex-boyfriends right now? Oh, there is a Jonathan. Uh Uh-huh. Wasn't there a Justin too? No, that was Jonathan. You didn't date somebody named Justin? I mean, maybe. Yeah, see, there you go. This is what it comes down to. It's like, can you name everybody you've dated? In your... Because I would need to discuss the definition of dating. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. fair. Yeah. I can tell you everybody I've dated. Define dating. Going on dates with. I feel like that that's not fair for gay men then. Listen, y'all have your own standard for shit, okay? <laughs> I'm saying whatever happened be- after the date, I was I was not making any judgments about that. I'm just saying was there an actual date involved? Like did you go to a place and like have a drink or a meal or watch a movie or meet a friend or like was there any sort of and did you do that more than one time because i think in order to be dating someone you have to do it more than once Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um well a lot of my relationships started with as a hookups sure sure I mean, a lot of mine did too when I was young, right? Like you meet people, you hang, whatever, you're in a bar, blah, blah, who cares, right? And then you're like, oh, actually, you're kind of cute. Like, let's, do you want to get coffee or something? Like, let's hang out. I mean, you know what's exciting though? I have a date on Wednesday and he actually called it a date, asked me out. Look at somebody being a boss. Uh, Like, hey, and also grown up. Yeah, right? Like way to be an adult about it. Yeah. Excellent. It's very impressive. This is not Kenneth the Colombian. <laughs> no. <laughs> Funny enough, so I left, I ended up leaving that bar to meet um, a coworker that's becoming a friend uh, as well. And she happened to be at a gay bar around the corner. She's like, I'm at a gay bar, come, yay. I mean, she's, she's, she's a little, I think she's a woo girl. Um, <laughs> Listen, some of your very best friends have been woo girls. Yeah. I mean, I was a little bit of a woo girl at one time. Uh, I guess my definition of a woo girl is different than yours. 
Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. See, I just base it mostly on the kind of a shooter you're going to be drinking. Oh no! This is this is <laughs> the girl. Like these are girls who go to gay bars without gay men, like in their posse, in their crew that they're uh, attending with. Okay. See, I call them entitled bitches. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I think of woo girls as like a little basic. I, Sure, 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 sure. A little basic, like definitely ordering a lot of lemon drops at the mm-hmm. bar, but like yes, getting toe up and crying about a boy in the bathroom. Uh huh. But and also I'm, like in between, yeah. like dancing on the floor, going Woo! Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I'm saying like, let me own that. I have been that girl. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'm, basic. I'm okay with it. I'm like also not basic. I can be both things. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little basic. Well, it's I mean, we're basic. all a little basic, I suppose. I don't know. I know people who work very hard not to be basic. I think that just makes them sad. I think it just makes them hipsters. Ugh. Okay, that, <laughs> that just makes them obnoxious. <laughs> You know, to each their own and whatnot. I'm really glad we have moved on from that phase when the hipsters were wearing like raccoon tails around their belts. I mean, now they're just wearing like actual raccoon tails on their in their head. Like, mm. I saw a dude the other day, the rat tails, right? Like, mm. did y'all have those in the north in the nineties? North. <laughs> <laughs> was just a southern thing or not but it was uh, just no we had tail. them we had them but they were they were probably not as pronounced as they might have been oh listen we got them we got them real serious down here but i literally saw somebody at the bar the other day who had one and also it was skunk striped like it had clearly been dyed for that purpose i i think it depends on the person who wears that because on some people, I, I might be like, that's cool or cute. And other people be like, mm, you look stupid. You are wrong. No. <laughs> no, you're making exceptions for super hot people is what's happening in that. And you're like, oh, super hot people can get away with whatever they want. And there's a, there's a way in which that's true. But the point of it is always would you look better without it? Yeah. Yeah, and everybody would. Nobody looks their best wearing a mullet. I mean, maybe Ted Cruz. (laughs) I mean, it just kind of fits him because he's disgusting. Well, that's fair. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we have a list today. We do. Our list has categories. I'm so excited. What? Would you care to explain? Yes. Well, first so of all, what is our list? We are talking about tear jerkers today. We're talking about the, the things that make you cry. You know, oh, just so shed sad. a little tear, grab a Kleenex. 
Yeah, but you know the movies and TV shows that have, so we thought about just making a regular old list of like, here are all the movies that make you cry. But that seemed kind of boring. So we thought, let's do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. We're going to make, we're going to do some categories this time. We're going to be specific about it. We have six categories. We do. I'm very excited to talk about this. It was um, it was interesting for me to put my list together because it did require, it, re- it required me to do some thinking. Like I had, mm-hmm. to, I had to, I had to kind of reach back a little bit. Ooh. Yeah, I had to, I had to think, I had to think back a little bit. I, was I had some, I had some trouble reaching back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, I some were like easy, like it was. Yeah. Some of the categories, like I know exactly what that is, mm-hmm. and some of them were like. <laughs> Apparently, we're big on sound, sound effects today. <laughs> All right, so let's start with what did you find to be the easiest thing to remember? What category was your was the easiest for you? Movie that made me cry the most in a theater. I that was that was the easiest one for me too. Oh really? It was. Mine actually. was actually very recent. Really? Like what was in it? the last. Two years, I guess. Before the pandemic. <laughs> before the right when there were movie theaters. Um. Uh. <laughs> I guess I'm a little embarrassed about saying this out loud. Um, which might, <laughs> might maybe this is one of from one of our other categories. It's Avengers Endgame. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> you cried at Endgame like a baby. <gasps> That's so sweet. <laughs> I cried at Endgame, of course, but like I cried at everything. I cried, I cried. Google commercials. I I was also alone. I went to see Endgame alone. Oh. Yeah, and so that might also be why I cried yeah. so much. Did you did you cry all through it, or was there like one point that made you cry that that cried that cried the most? Oh, when Robert Downey Jr. died. Oh yeah, that was really sad. i i just it was also very surprising to me because that's not a normal moment that does it for me oh okay what do you mean by that so there are kind of specific moments that usually uh create emotive moments for me Um, And they usually have to do with a relationship with a parent and child. Ah, sure. Or an underdog situation. I got you. One of the two. Yeah. Um, But it's usually something about making the parent proud. Right. Okay. There's something about that that like either makes me cry or warms my heart. Mm Mm-hmm. And then something about- Those things are very close together. And then something about the underdog rising above and winning. I think that is because you are male. <laughs> I think that is like such a male. I, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like why dudes cry at sports movies. Like it's I, I such do a cry male... at sports movies, which I always yeah. find ironic, but um, I think the gay thing obviously has something to do with it. Uh, you know, sort of the, the feeling like, the outcast or 
the the downtrodden or yeah, you know sure. and and while I have not I've had a much more privileged life than a lot of people um I relate to feeling like I'm from the um uh the island of misfit toys and right. you know so feeling so when I see those people like a movie like Rudy you know oh yeah sure yeah. yeah what was yours um so i the movie that i have cried the so you got to remember <clears throat> again i cried everything okay recently my husband and i we were playing it we were playing a game like where you it has like questions that are kind of about each other or whatever with some people and the question was what is something that still surprises you about your partner? <laughs> and his response was, you just cry so much. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I do. I cry. It is, it is like my go, really crying is like my go-to emotion. So like if I'm stressed out, I cry. If I'm angry, I cry. If I'm sad, I cry. If I'm happy, I cry. Like I just, I cry about everything. Like I have cried at commercials. I almost always cry at the news. Like, oh, that's a category we should have had. What commercial made us cry? Oh, basically anything Google has ever done oh. makes me cry. With me, a lot of those, yeah, me like Sylvan Learning Channel commercials when the kid comes home with the report card and the mom's like, "Oh, honey." Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't know that I've seen that one, but I understand it. Yeah, there's a um, there's a Google commercial where the dad. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get choked up just talking about it. Where the dad is like. He starts a Google Drive of, of like letters that he's writing to his daughter, like on the day she was born. And oh, he gosh. Like, so it's like all the way through her life. And so it's like, I'm just like, oh, passage of time stuff, like totally gets me too. Like, <laughs> woo, woo, it's tough. It's tough. Real tough. Um, all of that aside. So the movie that made you cry most the in the movie theater. that made me cry the hardest actually has nothing to do with that. Oh. Um, yeah, right. So like I cry at stuff all the time. I cry at most things. But the movie that made me like, I mean, I was like embarrassingly sobbing in the theater was Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. I <clears throat> that was back in the day when I was like, a, you know, a theater kid and I saw art house movies and stuff like that. I would never go see that movie now. Because dear God, it was so hard to watch. Oh my God, that was one of the most disturbing movies I think Ooh. I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't think I cried, but my sister and I watched that together one night. And when it was done, I was like, I think I need you to leave the room and I need to be alone. Yeah, well, it's super heartbreaking too, just because it's a, it's a story, it's, it's, it's a story that like, where people are almost able to escape and then, and then fall so tragically and horrifically to rock bottom. And like, that's the end of the movie is like, here's everybody's rock fucking bottom. Um, yeah, and it's a story about like, hey, heroin is terrible. Uh, and it was it was a very powerful story about how terrible heroin is, but it was also- Well, it wasn't just heroin, it was diet pills. It was body image, it was- Right, it's, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. drugs in general, but Addiction I- Addiction really in general. Right. Yes. 
Uh, but I, yeah, the, yeah, the heroin is what I remember really specifically. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, uh, that was, it was a real, that is, ne- that is a movie I would never, ever watch again. So it's different than like the kind of movie that you watch on purpose when you like want to have a good cry. Ooh, that was a good sequitur to that category. Thank you. I thought so. Um, Did you come up with that movie? Oh, yeah. This one was another easy one for me. Yeah. What was it? League of Their Own. Oh. (laughs) The girly sports movie. The girly sports movie. It's a Um, sweet movie. But it's actually, again, it's a specific spot. At the end of the film, when all the old ladies go into the muse, the the baseball hall of fame for the first time, mm-hmm. don't quite know what. And then with that Madonna song, "This Used to Be My Playground," mm-hmm. it's yeah. passage of time. See, mm-hmm. see, yeah, passage of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's I. That is so. I kind of have. I kind of. I kind of have two for this one. So the. First one is, is that I can watch anything that is made by Pixar. Oh. Basically every Pixar movie ever makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, Inside Out in particular is very much about like the passage of time and, and not being a child anymore. Um, and it also, it reminds me a lot of my dad just in the way that like it's sort of... Uh, it's hard to explain, but like it, it's so it's it's very personal to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that one is like a super tear trigger for me. Um, I also feel that way about um, the movie About Time. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody is not familiar with that movie, it was made um, by the same guy who did Love Actually, mm-hmm. um, which is a movie that a lot of people know. And Notting seen. Hill. And Notting Hill, yep. So, and those are, those are, you know, can be kind of tearjerkers in their own right, right? Um, if you, you have to be willing to acquiesce to the cheesiness, which I always am. I'm always willing to acquiesce. You know, that, that director is known for a little bit of camp in all of his rom-coms. And About Time, I think, is a little different for him in a way because there's a, even though there's this weird um, time travel trope within it, mm-hmm. it's so grounded and authentic. Yeah. And in, in, in it's, in its observations of relationships. Well, and I think I might argue slightly with your use of the word camp that I would, I think it might be more sentimentality. Mm, okay. That, like it's not broad enough to be camp. Um, well, about time, no. But like, there's a there's a little bit of silliness or camp to I love actually in Notting Hill, but that's not in see, about and time. And I, I would I would disagree that I just I it doesn't feel like silliness to me. Like it feels mm. like sentimentality. Like it's cheesiness, but that's different than silliness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I hear yeah. you. I, it's a it's a very similar sort of thing, um, but it's a particular thing that like some people enjoy and some people really can't stand. Like people hate love. Actually, people have really really strong distaste. But I understand if you know if you're the kind of person that like does not enjoy that sort of sentimentality. It's cheesy. Yeah. It's um, I like that. I genuinely like cheesiness. 
in a certain like if it's if it's cheesiness that's done earnestly does that make sense mm-hmm. if it's earn, it, and that, that's what i think sentimentality is right sentimentality is cheesiness that's done earnestly you heard it here first guys we just <laughs> we just cracked the code on sentimentality i've defined it you're welcome webster's um get it together dictionary.com Right. So, yeah. And I think, and all of those movies are things that like will make me sort of tear up. Right. Like I, I tear up every time I watch Love Actually. And honest to God, like most Christmas movies in general will make me tear up. Um, okay. Just because I find it to be a very sentimental time of the year to me. I find it dark and cold and bleak. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to come camp out with the uh, Waters Morris Christmas Joy Fest that we have down here, but my dad will make anybody believe in Christmas. Oh gosh! Yeah, it sounds like my 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 nightmare before Christmas. I actually think we could make a really good movie out of it. Like I think it would be it would start out as your nightmare, but then eventually you would believe in Christmas, and it would oh be my so God, fucking it would be like a modern day. Um, uh, 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 Christmas Carol with like a gay Scrooge. Yes, I love it. <laughs> We're gonna write that script. Yeah, we are. All rights reserved us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which ones did you have the most trouble with? Um, I actually had a hard time with the embarrassing one. Me too. Just because I. So, we, our category was what's the movie that you're most embarrassed to have cried at? Um, and I think probably I just don't remember. Yeah, I'm sure that there are movies. I'm sure there are like really bad rom-coms that I have teared up at that I should really be embarrassed about. Um, but also like I'm so prone to crying. They're like, eh, whatever, you know, I cry at everything. So I couldn't come up with something for embarrassing either. I also had a hard time with the category movies that made you cry when you were a kid. I cried at a lot of things when I was a kid. In fact, my parents um, hated that I cried so much that I think that's why I stopped being able to cry for a while. So I picked something that I think I threw a tantrum about, not because it made me sad, but because it was my sister's favorite movie that she couldn't stop watching on loop. And for some reason, she always won the VCR war. Oh. Yeah. My sister was obsessed with the movie Mannequin 2. Not the original, the sequel. (laughs) Mannequin 2. Listen, if any movie will make somebody cry. And it, it was one of those, like, it was during that period when it was Mannequin 2 was spelled T-O-O. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Is that the one with Kim Cattrall in it? No, I think that's the original. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I have seen those movies at some point in my life, but I don't really recall them except for Hollywood, obviously. Yes. Sure, sure, because he was super fun. He was, but those movies are so bad. Oh, yeah. I don't understand how they got made. They're so bad. I mean, but in the realm of bad movies, I'm not even sure they're that high up the list, actually. Talk about camp. 
Those movies yeah. were camp as fuck. Camp For AF, sure. as the kids would say. <laughs> See, I think it's really interesting that you had a hard time with this because I was thinking that, like, actually, I feel like movie makers were trying to traumatize our generation. <laughs> we have PTSD from animated films. Yes, I think about all, not even just the animated ones, but I think about all of the movies that were like really huge movies, very popular, like kids movie directed at kids when we were, you know, older, like middle to older elementary school age, that were like fucked up sad. So, like, Homeward Bound. Totally makes you cry, right? The like main the main Not character me, but okay. dog dies at the end. I don't Land- think he does. I think you're I don't think the dog dies at the end of Homeward Bound. He finds his home. No, baby. They find he finds his there's three of them. There's two oh. dogs and a cat, and they find their way home, and then he dies. Uh, well, he shouldn't have run away. <laughs> wow we just lost a lot of listeners (laughs) he doesn't mean it you guys he's just trying to defend it's some sort of weird male defense mechanism that's happening right now where he's trying to defend the fact that he didn't cry about it listen this is what i'm talking about once in a while i have to pretend i'm a this one is a little bit older than us but like the transformers movie so like Steve and all of the guys who are his age, all of his friends who are his age will talk endlessly about how they thought they were going to watch a Transformers movie and the main Transformer dies at the end of the movie and it's like super fucking sad, right? And then you have- You're talking about Bound. the Michael Bay parent- No, Transform- I'm not. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the 80s movie that was an animated oh. movie. And it was a big deal that they like I mean, made I'm sure a I movie saw it. out of an animated show that was just like a shitty show on TV that was designed to sell toys and everybody was super excited and then they murdered Optimus Prime. I am Optimus Prime. Very nice. We haven't talked about the land before time. So oh yeah, I didn't cry at that either. All the parents die! Well, I mean, there was an asteroid. We haven't talked about my girl. Nope, didn't cry. We haven't talked about, you know, even the ones from when we were kids, like Bambi or Fox and the Hound. Didn't cry. Ugh, Oliver. Oliver and Company? Yes. Didn't cry. These are all so sad. This is what I'm saying. They were trying to traumatize us as children. And then we got older and it was high school and it was like Romeo and Juliet and fucking Titanic. I cried so hard in the movie theater watching Titanic. I was like a 14 year old girl, but I cried so hard watching that movie that my friend told me to be quiet. (laughs) She was embarrassed about how hard I was crying. I didn't cry at either of those either. Yes, but as we've established, you had a dead heart inside. So, (laughs) we'll just skip to the part where you did cry. 
<laughs> Avengers Endgame two years Avengers ago. Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Listen, I'm so proud of you for crying for Avengers Endgame. It was definitely a tearjerker, both sad and happy tears. Like I cried for Cap and Peggy. I cried happy tears for them. I cried, I mean, you know, sad tears for Morgan losing her dad. Love you three thousand. Ooh, so many tears. You lost me. Up? You didn't cry at the movie Up? No. I don't understand. But I think I was still dead inside when I watched it. Okay, I cried. The first two minutes of Up are maybe maybe the saddest movie I've ever seen. Just the first two minutes. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Oh, so sad. I think my heart was only revived like three years ago anyway, so. That's true. So we really are narrowing your movies. It's really just a very narrow window. You're only allowed to pick stuff within the last like three or four years. So let's talk about TV. Right. So originally we were just going to do movies. And then I was like, but, but we, we have always to talk about th- TV. Yeah. <laughs> we can't not talk about TV. It's us. And even when we try to only talk about movies, we always both like, I cheated. I have a TV show. I know. <laughs> so we added actual television categories to this yes. so that we could try not to cheat on the other ones. So the first television category is what is the TV show that has made you cry the most often? So I had two answers for this one. Mm-hmm. Because, so, one is an all-time fave, West Wing. And there are different points in that show where I've cried. And there are moments that continue to surprise me that still make me cry. And then there are moments that used to make me cry that don't make me cry anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Is there, like, one moment that stands out to you that, like, always makes you tear up? Except for this last time I watched it, because I might I might have just like I might just be numb to it now after seeing it so well, many you, times. I mean, it, it might have just been too soon since your last rewatch. Sometimes it's like that. I have literally watched West Wing at least fifty times through. It's really a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the when CJ gets promoted to White House Chief of Staff, for some reason that moment just makes me cry. Mm-hmm. When they like start, st- when the ovation happens, when they all stand up and clap for her, mm-hmm. you know, I just get like weepy. I gotcha. Uh, yeah. Um, but the second time I watched Shit's Creek all the way through, mm. I was just a mess of waterworks at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I cried. Yeah. I cried at the end of the first time, but like the second time through, like I was crying. <laughs> so here's a weird thing about me. There's a weird thing about you. I don't know. I'm. You might know this. I don't know, but maybe you don't. I have cried at every TV finale I have ever watched, including Will so, and Grace. Yes. So even if it is like Will and Grace, a show, I'm talking about the original run of Will and Grace, because I never actually watched all of the revival through because the TV, it was all messed up and I can't figure out where to watch it. Anyways, so, but the original 
ending, I was very unhappy with that show. And I still cried at the finale. Did you cry at the end of Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. I, the finale of um, Frasier, which was a show that I like, had watched some, but like never was super attached to, randomly watched the finale. I don't know why. And like bawled my eyes out, like just cried. <laughs> I just, I love a finale. Like it's all, it's all sweet. And like, I You're understand such like a the dork. I'm super a dork. I understand the combination of like, like I like a good happy ending. And then also like, I get the thing of like the actors are saying goodbye too, right? So like, I just rewatched the finale of Friends. Like Mm -hmm. I just rewatched the whole series of Friends actually. And like, oh, cried at the end, I cried. And like the last couple of seasons of Friends are pretty hit or miss. And like, they make some mistakes. They really do. There are some ways that I, I would like to fix it, uh, but I think it could have been better at the end, but I still like, I just have that. I always have that reaction um, to any kind of ending, so. Oh, so you're not picking a show. You're just picking endings. I'm just picking finales. Mm-hmm. See, you cheated. I can also <laughs> tell you that I always cry at West Wing. I always cry at Parks and Recreation. Uh, that's one of the reasons I rewatch those shows so often. Um, Burn Notice has made me tear up. I feel like there's I, a 12 step for something like this. <laughs> I mean, listen, I feel fine about how much I cry. I know I'm actually, I'm, people uncomfortable. I make fun but, of you about it because I'm jealous. Well, I mean, listen, there are pros and cons to wearing your heart on your sleeve like that. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, like I know I need a good cry, but I don't know when it's going to happen. It might never happen. The last one on our list. Yes. Which is um, what episode of TV? uh, Was there a particular episode that really uh, made us cry? And you, you go first. Uh, it's been proposing to Leslie on Parks and Rec. I cry Aww. every time I get to that episode. Yeah, it. Uh, I think at the time it was very surprising um, that, you know, you're very used to TV shows trying to keep their main couple apart. Mm-hmm. And people are always very scared. A lot of TV shows have fucked up their show because they're so scared of the moonlighting curse or whatever their nonsense is. Um, we could do a whole show about my tirades about that shit too. Um, so you're so used to shows just, you know, messing with their main couple and figuring out reasons to keep them apart for a long time, yeah. whatever. And that was the, what they were like, they, they, they messed with people who are used to watching TV and so that's what you were expecting to happen. And then it just came out of nowhere and it's so sweet. Um, and I really, I really love them. You know, part of what I really love about those characters is that like, they're both fucking weirdos <laughs> and they like are, are like huge dorks and yeah. they really like that about each other, right? Like they're really, they really see that and really value that. And, um, and, and so I think it's really sweet and realistic. Um, yeah. So what about you? Um, so mine, um, also recent came from an episode of pose. 
Oh. Um, in the second season, uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen the show, um, but in the second season, one of the main character dies. Um, and uh, this whole episode is about the characters attending um, her funeral. Mm-hmm. And her parents show up and there's all this like kind of making amends and like she cut co- like she comes back and appears to people to help everyone like move on with their grief. Oh, cool. Um, most people actually really didn't like the episode. Huh. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe it just was like the right time and with things going on, but like stuff with the parents. So there's lots of stuff with like the, making amends with the parents. And yeah. I just cried like a baby, like mm. ugly cried throughout the whole episode. I mean, it's... Shh, I, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's what I, you know, I, I like having that kind of reaction, right? Like I like, I, uh, oh, the finale of, it uh, wasn't the finale actually. The um, There was an episode of Lost, the one where Juliet died. Spoilers for that 10 year old show. Um, man, I cried so hard and they had managed to like her relationship with Sawyer was like two episodes old they had managed to create a relationship between the two of them in two fucking episodes that I cared enough about to like hysterically cry when she died in the third episode and like that is impressive like that's that show had a lot of flaws and it you know but like and movies or TV, either one, but I just love that, right? Like, I love that, like, y'all can, you can, like, create this whole thing that I'm invested enough in to, like, make me have that visceral of an emotional reaction. I don't, I don't I think awesome. I've seen you talk so passionately about things until this list. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is how I could always talk about television. I'm trying to rein it in sometimes because it makes me seem. I just <laughs> I find it really funny because, like, if I recall correctly, like, I don't know if you were the biggest fan of this topic for a list initially, and now you're loving it. I am totally loving it. Listen, sometimes Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. you gotta surprise yourself. <laughs> you probably are gonna have to pay for that. Eh. <laughs> Sue me, McDonald's. I dare you. Oh, God. That seems like a terrible plan. (laughs) (laughs) They got a lot of lawyers and not, you know, like plenty of money. They got no problem with that shit. Yeah, actually, don't sue me, McDonald's. Don't. Just don't. don't. Please don't. We're just tiny little people making a podcast. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh, my dear. Tell me what you're whelmed about this week. I am whelmed about making the cut, being back on the air. Yes. Little Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn in our God, lives. God, I love Tim Gunn. Ugh. You know what I? You know what I find like sort of depressing about Tim is he's decided to be celibate. Like he's not interested in dating, and he's going to be single for the rest of his life. It just kind of makes my heart sad. Hmm. I did not know that about him. Yeah. That is sad. I mean, or maybe it's not. I mean, you know what? If it, it makes him happy to, like, not 
I mean, I guess in a way it's, you know, you get to a point where it's like trying to make, put myself out there romantically is making me miserable. Right. And I mean, I don't, it shouldn't imply that he doesn't have an incredibly full life full of people and, you know, like that he's not, I don't know him. So maybe he's not at all sad or lonely or upset about that. Right. Like maybe he's just like, God, I'm so glad to be free of that bullshit. And now I'm just a happy living my life. And Heidi's and and Heidi's a cute little nut job. She is. I'm yeah, a little I, I, I'm a little upset Naomi Campbell's not back, but Oh, I know. She's gives such good shade. I like her. But she also like what was good about the show is she gives she gives great shade, but the reason why we don't mind her dishing it is cuz we also know she cares. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I I don't feel like Winnie Harlow has this like a super great point of view no and Jeremy Scott's fine yeah yeah I mean I think they you know they have some interesting designers this year um there's some people that I genuinely like their Mm -hmm. stuff um a lot of times like I'm just sort of watching and being like oh look at all this crazy shit that's going down the runway that I can't imagine actual people wearing yeah I'm most curious about Gary yeah, I'll be interested to see if he, I feel like he might crack under the pressure. Yeah, he might. Yeah. And then Andrea. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if she can break out of her box. Yeah. Yeah. What are you whelmed about? I am going to bring some, like a whole, like a whole dairy farm full of cheese for this. Oh my gosh. Uh, it is, it is real real cheesy my pick for this week um but i'm loving it it is leverage redemption what the f is that the show leverage uh was a tnt show um starring gina bellman and christian kane who you might know from the tv show angel he was Lindsay on angel oh 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 that christian rocker dude yeah, and Aldous Hodge. Um, and uh, Timothy Hutton was on the original show. Me too. Uh, which, which was a TNT show that ran, I don't know, in the mid sort of 2000s. It, it feels very much of like the genre of show, right? Like it's like all my USA shows that I like, right? Like it's like a group of con artists, but they're Robin Hooding all, you know, they're doing good things. But, you know, there's costumes and accents and a con and, you know, I'm just a sucker for that kind of shit. Um, So they have brought it back on IMDb. (laughs) It's the IMDb TV app, uh, which means I'm watching it with ads. Oh. And uh, Timothy Hutton got me tooed. So they have killed his character and brought in Noah Wiley. Oh. Um, and, and Aldous Hodge is a movie star now. So he showed up for the first two, but then they brought in another character. But um, I think they're doing an interesting thing. Like for all of its cheesiness and silliness, it reminds me of like, it's like the caliber of like the TV show Charmed, right? Oh. Like these are people like coming in with ridiculous costumes and like bad acts like it's supposed to be cheesy and silly um but they also like are 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 making some interesting points about how shitty the world is right now um 
the the new character who came in who's supposed to be a girl I mean she's a girl in her like uh, sort of supposed to be kind of early to mid 20s I think and they haven't said specifically but that's about what I think they're going for and she had this whole monologue in the last episode about like her earliest memory is 9-11 and since then she's had two economic crashes and two wars and uh you know that like the world is awful to her the world is a mess to her and she doesn't understand what she can do or how she can change it and so if this is gonna you know that she just wants to do whatever little bit she can um Noah Wiley had a whole monologue at the beginning about how rich people have been able to change the laws to basically get away with whatever the hell they want and you can't you can't get them in the system anymore you have to go around the system because the system is on their side and so like for all of its faults and silliness, like it actually has some points too, uh, which is kind of interesting. It is incredibly cheesy. Um, so I would not recommend it to anybody who does not have a very high tolerance for that. Um, but certainly if you watch the original show, um, it's definitely worth checking out. You'll, you'll enjoy it for sure for its, uh, for its nostalgia. Um, guess what? I don't think I name dropped this entire episode. <gasps> oh my God. All of our listeners are going to be so sober. I know. I think it'll be fine. I said, listen at least 27 times. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to be good. Yeah. Listen. Listen. You should find us on our socials. Right. We're on Instagram at Whelmed Podcast. We're on Facebook at Whelmed with Megan and Charlie. You can also email us, whelmedcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to. We sure would appreciate that. And uh, tell your chess club about us. Tell your end game Marvel fan club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yeah. Tell whoever. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> what would I do that, Joe? You never have to worry about that. Oh, boo. Bye. Bye. Bye.